Nick, I um, think it's your turn to come up with a topic. Okay, well, yeah, I will shamelessly. I feel like the last episode we did gyms, which um, came straight at the heart of my everyday uh, loves and selfhood. So as a way of acting out, I'm going to go right at the heart of um, everybody else's. And uh, I think we should do pets. Oh, <laughs> don't worry pets i'm sure will be able to defend themselves as an idea defend itself as an idea um more than thoroughly to the point where this definitely won't be the episode that sheds uh, our few remaining listeners <laughs> all right let's go straight into it right Welcome to the Rank Ideas podcast, the podcast where your hosts, Nick Deladovic and Chris Andrew, myself. Uh, I'm also, through. I'm myself. I'm myself. You're played by yourself? Good yes, casting for decision. Now. Bold. <laughs> some, would, some would say self-indulgent, but I mean, yeah, uh, no one else could nail my particularly high-keening voice. Um, it's, 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 yeah, actually, I have to level with you, Chris. This isn't the original Nick. I was recast uh, by uh, a buggery guy called Neil uh, about five episodes ago, and you didn't notice. Uh, sorry, but you were recast by the buggery guy, but who you were recast as? <laughs> that that buggery guy is a real big shot in Hollywood. Oh, I had right. no way. I had no way to overturn the decision. <laughs> um, I often look at you and think, because you've got such, you know, because you've got the strong um, jaw of the athlete. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Hollywood hunks you, that you, you look never like. asked me where I got it from either. <laughs> Who you got it from? Um, I, I, I use it for ceremonies, it's true, to raise the spirits of athletes past. But yeah, sorry, finish your point. Oh, I just often think that you look like many of the hunks of Hollywood. When the, when the, when I, on the rare occasions that I watch a movie, I'm like, that guy looks, he's got a bit of Nick Deladovic's about him. I definitely share one key trait with them is in, in that I'm shorter than people realize I am uh, and that, <laughs> and until they meet me in person. In that way, I am very much like a like a Hollywood heartthrob. I think you need to get over yourself a bit here, Nick, because uh, we <laughs> Sorry, have to yeah. <laughs> have to talk about pets. Um, we do uh, uh, on this podcast where we, in fact, rank every human idea from best to worst. Is there we the go. That's the back half of the sting. <laughs> We're good. Um, I have a pet. I don't currently have a pet, but I grew up in a house with pets. We had um, we had a, three different cats and one dog across my childhood. Uh, you have a dog currently? Yeah, yeah, little chimpy. He's asleep just outside the door. Mm. Uh, the door of uh, my room, not of the house. He's allowed. <laughs> He's allowed. <laughs> you do have a. You do have like many pet owners, though. You do indulge in the classic uh, performative antagonistic relationship with your pet. Oh yeah. You love it. You oh, but love what, to see it. It, it's only because I don't have kids to do it to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had to have a real antagonistic relationship. <laughs> I guess we've 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 hit on the first way that uh, pets um, have efficacy, which is yeah, just a, a much often a much better choice than having a child. Um, in terms of, uh, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if you do, if you can. I don't know if you fundamentally do less. Uh, negative modeling, like if you have less of a negative impact on a pet or if it's just that the pet doesn't live as long for you to have to live with the reality of your decisions around that? I think that they're just less capable of being, of actualizing your um, 
I mean, then um, they're, 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 they're different species. They're, you know, they've got their own thing going on. <laughs> I see. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, mm, they don't. Yeah. They don't need to. Um, they, they don't need to pick up all of my anxieties. Just the just the really <laughs> obvious ones. <laughs> just the just the absolute surface level neuroses. Yeah, doorbell. Um, someone's here. <laughs> oh, my least favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably about as deep as it goes with someone like me. But um, the uh, yeah. So I mean, Start with the why do we have? Is true. Why does, um? Why do we have pets? Because I feel like it doesn't feel like it's just to do. I mean, I get why we have domesticated animals insofar as you um want to eat them or get them to do jobs for you, and so you um breed them selectively in a way that makes that easier to happen. But pets are different. Hey. Uh sort of. It's, it's just it's just that socially their job is different. I mean, um. There's, you know, companionship is is a job, and um, mm. but pets also had specific jobs uh, throughout the ages. You know, like um, if you've got mice and rats, it's great to have a few cats around. And if you want, um, you know, there's a reason that dogs are really good at hearing something and barking. It's because that 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 um, that was selected for um, for certain dogs, and you know, big guard dogs and things like that, or um, I like to think that what happened is we just had a, in the origin story of humanity, we just had a first attempt at having pets and the first pets we tried to have were mice and rats and burglars. And then we realized that that wasn't working out and we needed, we needed to get dogs, dogs and cats in the mix as a way to make up for it. Yeah. Have you been exclusively reading like, I don't know, Greek mythology or something? Uh, just, yeah. Uh, Turkish mythology. It's more specifically spicy, but yeah, the, um, whole thing of, uh, uh, yeah, companionship. It's interesting. The idea of companionship being a job, you know, or being labor, you might say is, um, and, uh, you know, pet pets performing that job, uh, without getting remunerated in the way that other humans would be remunerated for that job. I mean, maybe it's not that different as in there's a reciprocal, there's a reciprocal relationship, yeah. um, reciprocal care. The, and, and I feel like people, you know, pet owners generally, you know, there would be some pet owners who don't feel a sense of uh, sustained responsibility towards their pets, um, but those. But I guess in the narrative of humankind and society, they are considered to be bad pet owners and are judged and censured for that. Yeah, I think that um, this is kind of a, a unusual framework to be the first lens to cast over the whole phenomena. I think, like, where should we start then? Like what? The, I guess the distinction, uh, maybe something that kind of le- we're leaning towards before. But what is the distinction between um, sort of pet ownership um, versus you know just owning a having domesticated animals that are performing a um, a job? Because like I don't think people think like if if you said you had a pet horse, um, that to me implies that you have a horse that's um, got a pasture and maybe you ride it around now and then. But if you but if if I know that you live in, you know, rural Romania and you and you have a horse, um, you know, it's it's a different it's a different idea. idea. Yeah, it comes with it's it has an economic function. Um, I th- I th- I think the difference is the connotations, like or or at least what the connotations. There's connotations that reflect something. I don't. I actually don't think it gets articulated really well. Yeah. a lot of the time, beyond just what's like companionship. Yeah, I, um, I was actually very wary about entering the realm of pet ownership for this reason because I, um, as you know, think about the human relationship with animals in a few different ways, and I, I thought, oh, it's awful to um, 
have this sort of enslaved um, animal in your house just because you want to have one. And I kind of still think that in a lot, in a lot of ways, but um, one thing that really changed my, shifted my thinking about it is um, one of the smartest people I know is my friend Hannah Beasley. And she, she just read a book on uh, dogs. Um, and she said that the dogs don't perceive their um, relationship as like a owned enslavement one. And of course there are plenty of, and, and I would say, oh, am I cynical enough to say it's the norm? There are, there are many um, negligent dog owners. Um, and yes. um, so this relationship isn't the ideal, uh, isn't always, always ideal, but um, dogs see their, their role as like a, a, a member of the family. And like, they see it as a sort of sibling relationship and, you know, they have their idea of the pack and the hierarchy and things like that. And that, that um, enables humans to command them to do certain things, but they're that they're happiest like that as pack as pack animals, um, and that's certainly very obvious of, for people who uh, have dogs in their lives to know, like you know how painful it is for a dog to be isolated, or um, and how much they just want to be involved in what's what's going on. That's that's sort of them at their at their happiest, and 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 thinking of it like that, I I, I then wasn't going to um, I didn't go out of my way to acquire a pet, but my um, irresponsible mother didn't desex her rescue dog. Um, so there were, there emerged seven new dogs that needed rescuing. It's, and I thought I'll do my bit. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Maybe you'd said words, maybe you just said things in passing is why I know this, but I don't feel like you'd ever, you never explicitly told me that that's what happened, but I'd always had the sense with Jimpy that there was uh, yeah, he, that I think there's a particular vibe, uh, of pet to pet owner that, that comes from a specific origin story of the owner ending up with the pet rather than specifically selecting to, to have a pet. It's like, I can't, yeah, right. I think there's, yeah, there's a particular, you know, and maybe I'm just taking that intuition from like the amount of um, pop culture that, that, that tells that, that exact sort of story, whether it's between, you know, pets or other human relationships, but the thing of like the sort of uh, like the relationship that starts warily or, um, uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, guardedly and then, uh, and then becomes intimate is like, I don't, over Indeed, time. Yeah. Has, has a vibe. Montage of shared, shared <laughs> and experience. Then, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it starts, Chris, you know, Chris at the start, I can't have a dog. I got my whole life to think about, you know, cut to, no one's ever going to take you away from me, boy. <laughs> yeah. That kind of We're thing. We're in the rain that, crying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like That's the, pretty um, much it though. Like I, I was like, you know, I can't, even when the idea was floated, I thought I can't have a dog. I don't have a, you know, consistent, stable life or anything like that. <laughs> It's certainly, you know, as as someone who lives relatively selfishly, um, I I don't know. I'll admit I don't have a pet because it never occurs to me to get a pet. So yeah, it's there's it's not really a considered opinion other than just I'm just doing like with a lot of things that I don't do. I just don't do them because I'm I'm off doing the thing that I am doing and thinking about that. Um, animals are rad, and I enjoy other people's pets. But even then, like there's probably a little bit more of a like I. Friends of mine who are in, who are real animal people, I can I I can clock the order of magnitude difference. Like for instance, yeah, my, of course, yeah, yeah and friend, I'd say the same. Like I, I don't even see other like I don't see chimps as a dog. I mean, obviously he's a dog, but um, I don't see him in the way that I see other people's dogs. You know, like he's yeah, he's just another guy that's around that has different <laughs> needs and interests to me, and and he does his own thing, and I help him with some things, and he's very kind and. Uh, but like, but then, you know, when I go into someone else's house and they have a dog, like that's, 
that's a it's a different category of it's like oh this person has a dog yeah, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> until other- I get to until I get to know an animal specifically then um yeah their character or whatever you're like and I don't, that relationship changes you're like I don't have a pet I just live with Chimpy that's instant that's a different yeah, thing exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, Nick, I've dropped you there. I just, yeah, just another sketchy codependent housemate. But yeah, the, um, um, uh, the, it's, it's interesting. The, yeah, I definitely, you know, friends of mine who they get distracted inevitably, um, if an animal crosses their eye line, like particularly like, you know, like a, an animal that's in the range of cute animals, um, is a, th- is yeah. a thing that I notice, uh, doesn't occur to me. Um, in the same, which is something we've bred them for, like that's part of their function. Yeah, and I mean, I still think animals are cool and cute and fun and have personalities and whatever. I mean, back to what Hannah said that you mentioned earlier. earlier like to me, it seems quite obvious that a that a pet wouldn't have a concept of something like um, being a, like servant or uh, slave or um, it's, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even um, yeah, even obligation. You know, like how how. But, could, but even without we, even without those concepts, like you can. It's not hard to picture how keeping an animal, a certain kind of animal, as your own is like potentially cruel to that animal's needs. The thing we, spe- yeah, you know? the thing we specifically like, you, like if like if you Tiger King situation or something like that, you know, if you or if you've got a chimp in your house or I don't know, like there there are pets that people have that um, inhibit the the quality of life that that animal and and. And, and factually, have. and I think we have to contend with this baked into the idea of pets is the idea that if you have pets, then if you have pets in the idea of anyone being able to own pets, if you, if we're, I think charitably we should, we should be ranking it in terms of, oh yeah, people per se having pets is what we're ranking rather than some, uh, yeah, sure, some subset. Sure. Than the pets themselves. Yes. Um, no, <laughs> that, no I mean, I mean, rather than, and I mean, I think it would take a lot of, uh, probably, uh, fruitless list toggling to try and. Uh, to try and limit the idea of pet ownership to one uh, part of the popu- of the human population, I think we have to accept the idea that if we're if we're voting that we're voting right. up or down the idea of pe- pet pet ownership as a thing that people can have uh, can flatly have under most circumstances. And as soon as you break that in, then you've got the idea of some people being bad actors as pet owners and mistreating animals. And I think, yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily fair to how we're ranking things though because um you know we rank something like uh i i know, I know what you mean you know there, there, there are plenty of things that we rank that are not um assumed that they're, they're then universal things that are practiced by everyone of, of uh yeah no i did i'm yeah sorry all, like, i'm not i'm not saying that we're okay. i'm not saying that i'm voting every mandatory pet ownership for all people i'm just saying that we're not that we're allowing yeah, sure. that we can't vote it up and then say and then like we can't in good faith be arguing, oh, but we won't let anyone bad have pets. Like, you know what I mean? So if we, yeah. Right, um, right, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, so I think uh, what I'm saying is, yeah, we've you've got, if if pets exist, um, then you've got the idea of people, if not mistreating their pets, then at least um, entering into pet ownership thoughtlessly in a way that might... Um, that might result in yeah. you know, uh, suboptimal uh, th- outcomes for the for the for the pet in question. Yeah, and I think that's that's like you know when we think of bad pet owners, like you might straight away think of ne- neglectful or malicious pet owners. But I think the absolute norm of pet ownership is to have to have a, like the, of the cruelty that you can do to animals is to have a life and a, a world that is not compatible to the um, the best version of. Uh, that pet, that yeah. animals. 
life that uh, for the home that you bring it into. And I often like it's I, I often think that the I, I say I don't I haven't had to interrogate this um, through recording before, but I often just say like there should be way fewer pets. Like there should be like four dogs a suburb or something like that because just walking around during the day, less so now thankfully, um, but just walking around during the day, there are always dogs going nuts at the gates because they're locked outside in a yard and they're and there's nothing for them to do. And so any stimulus is just so exciting. And um, I don't know, I sort of, I feel like if, if, if many of these pets, we could see them as people and like what would happen to people's behavior under the same conditions, it would be immediately obvious that it would be an unacceptable thing to, it's, 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 to glib to, um, yeah, it's glib but to say, norm. but um, yeah. I was still happy to say it, which is that, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel particularly different to the idea of um, uh, having children in terms of how it often plays out in terms of, cause you know, cause the, the thing that's bring is the, it, yeah. for me is the idea of, oh, animals are brought into existence solely to be pets. Um, and sometimes bred in ways that, uh, optimize their appeal as a pet over their, um, health and life outcomes. Oh, um, yeah. not sometimes often. Yeah. Um, yeah normally. And, um, and that's the yeah, problem with, I, the, with these animals now is like, the, there's no wild in which they could exist. You know? No. Which is yeah. and and again that that in and in itself wouldn't be that you know wouldn't be as much of a problem to be a bit like when we were talking about because um, I'm I'm not interested in supporting the naturalism fallacy of being like sure, oh sure, things, sure. things should be how they were in nature all the time like if a if a dog could only exist in is a bred to only exist in a house that's perfectly fine except insofar as these breeding method, these breeding methods uh, lead to dogs that are in that are spending their lives in pain or disease um, that's that uh, part is hard to like, possible like, but the um, yeah, I mean, all dogs are the same species. So any dog that you think of as a breed just means inbred. Yes, like, just means bred for the same genetic traits continuously with similar. And we know enough now to know, that, and we know brethren. now that that's what the outcomes of that are realistically. Um, and again, it's it's yeah. the in terms of looking at that and being and that scenario of people <laughs> allowing these uh, creatures to be brought into existence um because they have because they've identified um a need or a want that they have but maybe not examined it as much as they need as they should and unpacked it and or actually done enough work to make sure that 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 the creature will actually service that need um again i see the exact same i yeah that's that's one that i really hate to see you're say say it's exactly kids. it's exactly the same, same behavior that we yeah. see that a lot of people have around child rearing where they have sort of a vague they have a vague existential longing um, and it, and, uh, or in a specific, you know, long for children. Um, and there's tons of societal support for just having a kid to service that. And it doesn't, and means people are able to make that decision without unpacking it or thinking it through. And often it just leads to, um, human beings having ex existing and then having to spend their whole lives, um, at a, at a deficit of care and nurture and, you know, being nurtured or cared for less than they should be. Um, very, yeah, it's, mm. you know, like, uh, classic edgelord takes, but, um, it's, it's real. Like it's, it's happening day in, day out and it's the same thing, you know, I even just, I, I'll admit I have yeah. a little bit of a distaste for even when I hear I've had multiple, uh, um, <laughs> instances of people in my life being like, oh yeah, my, my psych or my doctor uh, told me I should get a pet, you know? And, uh, and look, I get, I understand that often maybe that psych is is doing a little bit of triage work, like saying that so that the person doesn't make the larger <laughs> doesn't make larger higher gravity decisions that might be irrevocable, like having a child or um getting a nickelback tattoo. But the um actually that would be a way better outcome. But the um 
the uh, yes, it's it's that idea of it as a the idea of it as a, as a relatively benign kind of uh, quick fix for existential churn um, is yeah, is common in a bit like icky. a fifteen year house plant or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, has great needs and you have to adapt your your life to. I think that um, I think they're being too cynical though to suggest that. Um, Look, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not speaking of. I, I'm not uh, witness to any of the incidents that you're talking about of um, people's therapists recommending that they get pets. I, I fortunately haven't encountered that. I'd be pretty circumspect if I saw it. But um, you know, there's lots of um, you know, in in sort of uh, happiness studies and things like that. It's it's uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of benefits to having pets that that are born out of all different stages of lives. Um, Undeniably, because you know, have, having the responsibility and having something to to care for. Um, continuously, and the, and the um, I think even just the the physical endorphins that you get from uh, the physical affection that pet you're able to share with with um, certain pets is um, you know there 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 are reasons that people pursue them, and and like anything, um, people can pursue them via unexamined neuroses to with damaging consequences, um, but uh, the, the the core benefits are still. Like you said, they're undeniable. Um, I, I was saying before, you know, what a sucker I am for the, the classic narrative about the crusty loner who, um, who's you know scabbed over heart is um, softened. Okay, by... I, just, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, just, I just think, yeah, like I just, you know, no one, no one's happier than I that you aren't the same you know, in the same, you know, uh, crabby funk, just telling us all to get off your lawn that you were before Chimpy came along, Chris. But um. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is the this is the big um, simple truth, right? Is that um, if I'm going to relate this, if I'm going to relate uh, animals to humans at all, and again, I don't think animals are humans. They're not the same. For they're fundamentally different uh, in in many ways uh, that should be reckoned with. And I think the the over. I look forward to more conversations surrounding that. I That's think it'll come up question, in, actually. In, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll come up in different topics, but yeah, anthropomorphization will be an, an idea onto its uh, onto itself, I guess, at one point. Oh, it's, and, it's, um, it's awful. I, I yeah. It's the worst. Like <laughs> and, it's, as, and, it's, and, again, and it's so common in pet ownership. It's it's yeah. Yeah, and um, you Brutal. know, it's and by that I'm you know it's, it's just just the idea of putting human human character traits onto animals. Like uh, animals think in a completely different way. They have a completely different experience yeah. of the universe. But um, but I st- still I think I've I've found ways to compare humans' um, behaviors towards them and with them to that of humans' behaviors towards other humans and to children. And if I'm going to do that, then I have to accept that in the same way that I think human to human interaction, like so, and society and community, is fundamentally great with all its with all its costs and um, problems. As in great as in it's the it's the thing that all joy comes through, um, you know, animals, humans to animals interacting is similarly great. Like it's, it's a great thing to do. And whether or not it's with a pet or, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, any sort of animal that it's safe to interact with, um, there's the, or, or passively observe, you know, if they're not Mm. safe to interact with, there's, there's just so much joy and, um, you know, simple enjoy, simple uh, happiness to to get from that sort of encounter, and and the extra yeah. element for pets is that it, uh, is that there's a mutual benefit, um, certainly in the ideal form, um, with if the, if they're not, um, it's it's mutual, not as in not, not mirrored, but um, 
you know, for an animal not to have to worry about its physical security or food insecurity or, um, or social isolation or, or just various things is, um, is a real, is a real benefit. And, um, and of course, from species to species, there, there are different benefits, uh, to, to that pet and, uh, pet owner relationship, but, um, they are, they are real benefits for the pets and the, the benefits for the owners, um, kind of, you know, they, they don't have to be well mapped to, to exist. And yeah. And I mean, pets at this point, pets are being brought into existence just for this relationship to sustain itself. But at this mm. point, so are humans. So, yeah, yeah. We need against, a few more. <laughs> exactly. To, yeah. We're gonna <laughs> Ar- yeah. Arguing against the, I, totally arguing against the idea of, um, uh, just these pet animals that have only ever existed as pets um, shouldn't exist is like arguing that humans shouldn't exist, which I know is, you know, um, a... Uh, frowned upon I know if it, you do it in public. Well, I, it's, I don't, it's weirdly not that frowned upon. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, these true, days, true, but, yeah. Yeah, as in, uh, let me put it this way. Uh, for me, one of, I feel like one of the most controversial statements I can make as a human, uh, as, as, you know, to other humans in this day and age, which for me is a true statement, is that, I sort of instinctively value the lives of humans more than pets, which I would say is at this point is relatively rare. Really? Yeah, like as no, in it just as must in be intuition. Maybe not. Maybe That's not. That's not a, rare. It's not. Oh, if it's look. Not, actually, look. Put it. Put it this way. If if you said to most people, this button will kill a random human on the planet, or this but or this button will kill. Your dog. Which one are you going to hit? <laughs> I reckon it would be, I reckon if you just said a random dog. A random, random dog. Versus, random versus random Jeez, dog. More I would love to see that test. Yeah. That would be so th- easy. That's, and again, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm fascinated. I wonder. I, I don't know. I'm sure you're right that um, it's, it's that I'm influenced by my particular social cohort. But in my particular social cohort, I would be the outlier or at least forget about what they would actually do. But in terms of what yeah. um, is going to get is get me grief in terms of the discourse and and you know to say it just <laughs> to say grease. it to say it at a dinner party. Your precious um, grease, your dinner grease. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've tested it that much. I've tested it doesn't go down well. Yeah, when you right. just, when, you, when you gratuitously out of context say that you value human lives more <laughs> than animals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, yeah, it's um, an interesting. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I feel as someone who does, uh, the, you know, who does value human life in humans, and by that I just mean I really like them and like that they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like anything, any argument I would make as to why would also apply to not just animals but specifically pets. As in, you know, why do I love why do I love humans? Because my fellow humans, it's you know, because they're just such a such a bunch of weirdos. Like there's just so they're just this weird specific thing that um, have all these, you know, they just have so many bizarre permutations of behavior and just have the, and fundamentally have the capacities to surprise and delight. And uh, pets are that too, really. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's a miraculous thing to be on the tail end of, you know, like pets aren't something that have always ex- existed in um, human societies. And they are at the, you know, we we are at the tail end of a huge amount of work and um, co-evolution to to be able to have that phenomena exist. Like, and I notice it all the time in just small things that, um, my dog will notice or respond to in me or, and, and the way in which he responds, like they're just so, um, <laughs> they're so, uh, 
there's such a large language there that's able to be shared between us, which, it, you know, it just isn't between other species because of the amount of time that, um, that they've been, we've been cohabiting with each other. And, and it's like right down to like, um, just, the, just the, the craziest things that I take for granted that he would understand differences in my tone or, or like, or learn or have, you know, taken the incentives to learn, to understand them or, um, you know, dogs can understand like 200 words or something. Um, and like, I don't know, just like the, the, the way he casts his eyes or uses his head, like to communicate stuff, you know, and, and, and will understand things um, from me. You know, those are things that I can't go out and um, do with even, re- you know, cl- uh, relatively close species like a wolf or something like that. Um, can't do it all. And it's, it's a real luxury to, to be able to have that sort yeah. of relationship and to, and to share the benefits from that in the, in the one house. It's a really fun thing to exist. And I know it's funny cause usually I'm the one of the pair of us that is more, um, resistant to arguments around things being essential or innate. Um, but I do, in the human animal, but I do feel like, mm-hmm. um, before the co before the coevolution, before the conditioning, my, uh, hunch is that there was a thing that just showed itself, um, which is the, you know, like in terms of humans, practical interactions with animals, um, is, which is, which is the spontaneous, um, emotional interaction between human and animal in the same way that humans, uh, spontaneously, uh, achieve emotional intimacy with other humans, even in circumstances where there should be mostly just barriers to it. I think it, I think the start of, at the, I, I feel like my hunch is that the same thing happened at the start of humans' relationships with animals, that there was separate to whatever practical interaction was happening, there was also there were also spontaneous moments of um, emotional intimacy or emotional response yeah. that was, and that I think was you edifying get good evidence for, for that. I think you get good evidence for that in how humans even contemporarily will respond to things emotionally um, that are plainly incapable of reciprocating that emotion, like objects yeah. or things like that. You know, we sort of have, you know, um, this sort of animistic, um, uh, what, what is it where you, where things have their own spirit? Like, uh, I think you, you will often see people interact with things like in a way that, um, that, uh, transposes a, a human emotional framework onto those things as though they can have a reciprocal relationship in any way, even when it's rationally clear that that's impossible. That they can't. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I can see uh, how uh, when you're living in a different sort of natural world to the one that we are now, um, all those interactions would be um, uh, like I think the the evidence in how uh, you, you know people's spiritualities developed, mapped to the natural world and and the the beings in it. I think that's that's good evidence for um, yeah as an and extension, if- an abstraction from that um, emotional relationship. And it's nice, like I don't know. I, you want to you want to talk about a lot of the things that I feel like I like best about humans and about just creatures in the world is the fact that yeah, there there is literally the parts of the of our brains and our functionality that might have started for some type of um, strict practical purpose, might have developed for some strict practical purpose, and then also resulted in other weird things that didn't have as direct a practical purpose, but, yeah. are, but are enjoyable and delightful. And for me, you know, the, the, the potential for a, for, yeah, for a human to love a, an, uh, goldfish. A, a goldfish is, um, is one of those. Uh, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. And the, the one thing I would never get into, I feel like, you know, a, a, a fun thing, 
a useful thing to avoid in ranking this list is that has come up um, a few times is the idea of avoiding like it's not a utilitarian list. It's just about how it's about how great are things versus how sucky are are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else? We and need I think to look- it, like sorry, just to go on to that uh, yeah. uh, innate emotional mapping again. Like always in. Um, Always in the the, narr- the grand narratives, the high, you know, the fantasies or the the sci, the huge fictions and things like that. Um, there, there's a relation. There are always interspecies relationships of, or not always, but very often interspecies relationships because there's something compelling about uh, the the dialogue that can happen and the the adaptation to each other. Yes. Yeah. Really. In a, I, in a different way, it's novel. Huge agree. Yeah. Um, anything else that we need to talk about before we rank it? The idea, the idea of pets, that is. No, no, but I just quickly want to say that uh, maybe not everyone knows this. There's a there's a guy in Russia who made it his life's mission to um to domesticate foxes as pets. Um, and he, I don't know how many generations he managed to get through in his life. Um, but it was a lot, and it's uh, of like uh, picking certain traits and um, you know, trying to replicate the process of what would have had to happen with mm. with c- certain other pets, um, that we have, and um. And his work was then picked up by some other, um, he had a protege. And so that's still going underway. So we may have pet foxes um, in coming decades. I just thought I, it was fun to think about. It is fun. It does feel like, yeah, like they've, um, it's an interest, it mostly interested me in terms of them picking foxes in particular, which it, it, it's hard for me not to assume that they've picked foxes in terms of the, the, the intuitions and longing about around foxes that has happened through cultural depictions of foxes, like as in there was already an imagined pet fox that they're yeah, trying, sure. trying to bring in, trying to bring into being. Um, to me, you know, uh, the less cowardly thing would be trying to bring in, trying to breed, um, uh, I don't know, uh, trying to domesticate uh, an animal that is, no one has, no one would comfortably think of as domestic, like uh, just a silverback gorilla, like just domesticated silverback gorillas. But um. Although that's- I, I, was, I was thinking about it when you, because I was like, oh, how's Nick going to end this sentence? Because every end I could think of, I was like, I bet you someone's tried to do that. <laughs> Not domesticated, but I bet you someone's pretended that they already had and it was their yeah. friend until it ripped their face off or whatever. The Because um, people have done that with bears, you know, people have done that with obviously tigers and yeah, um, um, yeah and other, other, other great apes. It's a great, yeah. I mean, the the documentary that ends up with the, um, with the, with the uh, smug, Naturist getting their uh, face ripped off is—it's a great subgenre of documentary. Um, anyone always up for people's recommendations around that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I feel like on the list, I feel like the fairest thing to do with pets is to chuck it against the first thing on the um, the first thing on the list because because we're talking about just the the uh, the beauty of things that maybe not that are potentially non-essential but edifying is yeah. to chuck chuck it up against some the the lowest thing on the list that does have an argument for have have a more utilitarian argument. So at number fourteen at the moment we've got harnessing electricity. Yeah, I was thinking of that one. It's definitely got to go beneath that. Yeah, so we've got acting right under that. Uh, Jim right on Jim's right under that. Pornography right under that. Mail right under mm. that. What's yeah? It's sparking any. It was. What do you? Th- which ideas do you think are the most? I think. Comparable? I think above gyms. Um, even though uh, I like gyms. Um, I like the idea of gyms. Um, the reason I would have it above that is because I think that some of the core needs that can be met through pet ownership um, fall away in a more critical way than 
they do if you don't have gyms. We talked about like we had a lot, a lot of nice things to say about gyms, but we did talk about how they're not, you know, they're they're potentially they're not the only representation of their virtues. And even though like we do think gyms rank fairly high because we think they might, there's an argument for why why they might be the optimized version of of the of the um, effects that we were talking about. But uh, as you say, pets are pets. Like if you take away pets, then you've taken away pets. So um, yeah. and they can't be. And it's a very it's a unique, distinct idea um, that can't be. Uh, um, imps- yes, it's, 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 uh, and yeah, I feel like, um, I've acting, definitely, oh, wait, wait, you, you have a below acting. Mm, I've been really argued up on this across the episode. I was, as someone who is kind of, as someone who's not a pet owner or passionate about animals in the same way that a lot of people are, I was expecting to have, uh, more critiques, but I just found so few, we've, we found so few critiques in a real sense. We found, we found critiques of, different expressions of what pet ownership is and the outcomes of it. And I think, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I do think there's potential to ameliorate that with, um, you know, like as, as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you uh, downvote ideas that increase thoughtlessness or selfishness, then you're um, in pretty good sense. Not that, you know, selfishness in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad idea. That'll yeah, be fine. Well, I understand what you mean. The, the, um, yeah. yeah so, it's a second order effect. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, your argument for acting when we were, when we made it go up against gyms last episode was pretty compelling in that it's, you know, uh, it's this delivery system for modelings of existing human behaviour and possibilities about different human behaviour. That's pretty good. But it's also uh, not the only one and it's also, um, uh, it's also, it's still like a second order communication of things, whereas I feel like pets are, you know, we could choose. If you, if, it's it's worth it's worth stating that we could choose a society where pets didn't exist in the first place. So it's that which is very different to then not. It's very different to not uh, to removing pets now, for instance. Um, it's about having yeah, a, of course, yeah. It's not it's it, not the government coming away and yeah, t- it's, kidna- it's, kidnapping everyone's pet. A society without the idea of pets is a society where the where it never occurs to anybody to have a pet. They don't know the loss of it. Um, so. That, so I probably talking, still think below acting, but that's um, why I'm thinking you take yeah. away. I feel like if you take away acting, you take away you take away acting. You um are losing a thing. You using a practical tool that can't 100 percent be made up in the same way. You take away pets. You're taking away a thing that we've proven is really great and fun and benign, uh, but it's not. You know, it's it's still it is replaceable in other ways. You know, uh, the, it's difficult in, though because I know that some people would say that they, you know, their pet has given their life meaning, or um, and I, and it's, sorry, not would say. I'm sure it is true for I'm sure that, for some people that's their, like, their pet does give their life meaning. But you know, would that could that be something else? If is, they, it, is it is it the emotional mapping? If I was more, because there's like it's it's kind of like being able to have all the emotional expression and care and, and without having to have the complexity of um, human relationships, and I which think is that's like something you don't want to interrogate too much, but sorry. No, but it, it is a fun thing about, um, uh, and you could argue that people, if you took away people's pets, then maybe they would be forced to just engage with the group organism in a, in a more good faith way. Like that's, that might be a, a slight uh, burn on the, the idea of against. pets. It's a way of, it's a way for people to sustain their misanthropy um, because they can have a pet relationship. Um, which I have less patience for, but also, uh, yeah, the, um, I just, I still think, yeah, I think pets are a unique 
a, a good that has its own uniqueness, and that's why I'm still comfortable with it being ranked quite high. And I think um, even if we put it other under acting, it'll be high. On, you know, it just, it'll be upper middle of the list. And my hunch is that once there's a thousand things on the list, it'll be it'll sustain a decently high level. But I feel like the area that it's going to inevitably end up in is really good is the really good non-essential, you know? Yeah, really good um, things we can get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I agree. And I feel like acting is oh, on the cusp, but I th- I feel like we identified enough things about acting that make it uh, a thing that you'd want to have, whether, you know, whether it ends up in the, like, once we, ha- once we have enough uh, essential things, once we have enough essential things uh, on the list that there's like 400 things in the essential list, acting might be right down the bottom of those and falling off and not make it in if you had a top 200. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it feels a little bit more, uh, you would, yeah, you, you'd you'd have a strong argument for definitely including it in society. So at the moment I'm feeling, I definitely feel like a, like a pet, the, just the sheer uniqueness of pets in terms of its benefit comfortably ranks it above gyms and pornography for me. Yeah, and I also am happy with it below acting because I think that um, you know removing the concept of pets doesn't remove doesn't remove human animal relationships. Good point. Either. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, just, it's, a, it's a particular codification of them. Um, and and the thing that I was saying yeah. before about just the idea of spontaneous moments of emotional intimacy between yeah. man man and beast. Yeah, wonderful. Great, sweet. Well, that's that's. Snugly, it's right above the idea that we only ranked last episode, which is Jim's, uh, which is now mushed down to the new number 17. And it's our new number 16 on a list of, uh, on a total list of 38 ideas at the moment. Um, yeah. And uh, I think, uh, what the hell, let's go for a, just to finish up today, let's go for a quick burn verbally through the list. Um, I'll do another update on the Facebook soon, but. Uh, just for the smell of it. So the list in order now. So starting at our best idea and working down. Number one, we've got uh, sharing, jokes. Yep, good idea. Jokes underneath that, story underneath that, generosity, moving down to self-awareness, authority, immortality at lucky number seven, moving, imprisonment, sport at number 10, geoengineering at 11, body modification, lunch at 13, harnessing electricity, acting, well, now we have pets at number 16, gyms at number 17, uh, and under that we've got pornography, mail, then jobs, then cruises, cheating under that, fashion under that, inheritance, marriage, celebrity, genius, sliding into the poorer section of the list. We've got health, the idea of borders, fandom, the concept of aristocracy. Under that we've got free will, fairness, debate, faith, fulfillment, good and evil in second last place, and holding fast in last place, we have ideology. Um, I really like how many of the bottom ones are not, um, they're things that people work their whole lives towards. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Large swathes of society. (laughs) Just uh, just really funny. (laughs) Just the absolute organising principle, yeah. It's well the way you and I laugh at (laughs) at the cause of people's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, uh, I knew it would head this way and have uh, done everything I can to nudge it there. But, uh, (laughs) but again, as, as evidenced by, uh, what you just heard with your own ears, listeners, we, uh, have put the rigorous work in to reach these objectively correct decisions around the Mm. ranking. Um, so, uh, we've, uh, 
got um, just over just over a dozen episodes until our big bumper fiftieth um, special episode, end of season one episode, um, and we'll crack be out the Vianetta. Indeed, oh, high ranking idea. <laughs> and cracking out the Viennetta as a whole. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the and uh, we'll be doing a special uh, engaging with listener feedback episode then uh, slash further discussion of ideas. But yeah, we really want, um, it would be great uh, to get some more listener suggestions for ideas, a raft, a bracing um, quiver of uh, idea suggestions that we could hook into between then and now. And, uh, yeah, you, you can either, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page or, um, there's gotta be another way to get in touch with us. Um, my, my, uh, personal, um, just selfhood on the internet is very, it's not secure. Like I'm very hackable. So if that's the easiest and most efficient way for you to, to yeah, get in touch too. with me. Yeah. We you both can, have unique names, which I think. I, I literally, no one in, else on the planet has my name with my spelling. So yeah, you, do it. you can, so yeah, so you could do it, you know, you could either use up to the minute hacking techniques, or if you want to do some vintage eighties <laughs> phone freaking, um, that would be great too. Uh, but either way, we'd love to hear from you and, uh, thank you. We, I just, just want to say to our, um, uh, listenership that, you know, the people who we see, uh, stats wise, um, downloading every episode, uh, it means so much of us to us that you yeah. engage, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, we, we do genuinely, we'd love to hear, um, anything about what you think and feel about the show, because, um, it just gives us such a warm feeling to, yeah, to ha- to know that you think and feel about the show per se. Seconded. Um, we'll see you next time on the next episode. I really can't wait. Next on Rank Ideas. Sometimes commotions, sometimes emotion, rank ideas.